glorify him one more time. Come on, let's celebrate God in this place. Help me thank God for our praise team. Help me thank God for our musicians, media ministry, and each and every one of you. This, Mike, is a day the Lord has made, and we ought to rejoice and be and be glad in it. And so good to be here on this day as we celebrate our risen Savior who is in the world today. He lives, he lives, he lives forevermore. And I pray that in our experience together, we get to experience even more of him every time we come around the word of God. And if you've been with us in this series, Louder Than Words, you know that we are being challenged by the commands that God has given to his holy community, a community that he uh, delivered out of Egyptian captivity. And now they're at the base of Mount Sinai, and God gave them tablets of stone, of which we know now as the Ten Commandments. But before we get into that, in Exodus 20, um, I want to invite you to turn there, but just before we get into that... Um, would you just look at somebody next to you? Just look at somebody next to you. And would, you would you just wave at them? Tell, tell, and, and, and help me for a moment. Help me for a moment. Uh, just, just let the person next to you tell them, tell them this message is for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, they, they need to know that. And those of you listening at home, this, this message is for, for you. Exodus 20, uh, particularly at verse 12. Parents might be nudging their kids right about now. Uh, they, they might be really wanting them to focus on this particular passage for some reason. God's word says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. It's the fifth commandment. Uh, should I say it again? I heard some parents just now. Uh, uh, Leonard, should, should I repeat it just once more just in case uh, it didn't resonate the way we need to resonate? In fact, I'm going to turn this way this time. And when I, when I read it, and I'm going to just, just read it with a little more emphasis here. Uh, honor your father and your... You heard what they said. All right, now... Uh, Honor your father and your mother. Yes, honor. This is the command that God has given to his people, people whom he's blessed, people whom he's delivered. Then and now, God still says, honor your parents. Honor those who care for you. Honor those who put up with you. Honor those who chose you. Honor those who chose to stay with you once they knew you. <laughs> honor those who love you enough to take care of you. Honor your parents. You know, Doug, this particular uh, commandment may, may, for some who misread it, seem to be a, a, a shift in the commands. If we misread it, we will detach it from the previous four commands. You know, the command that he gives us first as he aligns our relationship with him, that God says, you shall have no other God before me. That's commandment number one. And then number two, he says, you're not to make any graven images. You're not to bow down to them. You're not to celebrate them. He said, because I'm your God. Then he says, you are not to take the Lord's name 
in vain. It's, it's aligning our relationship and then to rest in, in what God has done and is doing. He says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Corey, what he's doing is aligning us in relationship with him. And as an expression, get this, of our relationship with him, it ought to flow into our relationship with each other. Are you still with me in this place? So, so there's no disconnect, Anthony. Actually, it's, it's a continual flow. There's continuity between my relationship with God and my relationship with those whom God has assigned to my life. I hope you caught that. Whom God has assigned to my life. Uh, because you understand, I, I, know, I, wish, I know sometimes some kids wish they could have picked their parents. But, but God assigns our parents to our lives. And our relationship with God guides us to honor our parents. I, I want to start here um, because uh, a lot of things change. Um, I, I know some of you appreciated the change in the season. I know some of you appreciated the, the time change where you're able to, you thought you're going to be able to uh, uh, sleep in a little longer. But there, one, is something that does not change, and that is the Word of God. No matter what seems to change in society, God's Word does not change. And those of you listening at home, uh, those of you who are, are, are children, those of you who have parents, hold on, let me check for a moment here. Does anyone in here not have a mother and father? Oh, okay, that means that this text is relevant for all of us then, because all of us uh, have a mother. Unless, unless you are a robot, you, you came by way of a mother and a father. God has given us instructions for the family how the family is to be made up. Our relationship then with God is reflected and seen in our relationship in the family unit. As God has prescribed it, the mother and the father, the father and the mother and the children is the unit. And there is something of commonality when you understand how God has constructed the family. Did, did, I, did I say that correctly, Beth? How God has constructed, not, not society, not, not, not uh, what, what seems to be uh, this, this changing uh, normalcy. When God created the family, he says there's father, mother, and children. And when God has blessed you with such, your response to that is seen in your, in your obedience to God. See, uh, God's word doesn't change, Lee. God, God's word is still the same. And before you ever heard an expression like this from your parents, I don't know if your parents were like my parents, um, but when they would tell me do something bright every now and then, they, they, they would have these instructions. They always come at the wrong time. It, it seemed to always come at the wrong time. I'm looking for some friends right about now um, because, I, I, you know, Mike, I remember, uh, Mom, I know you're listening, and I'm going to get to that in a moment, but I, I remember the day when, when it was my birthday and you told me to go cut the grass on my birthday. And, and, and I, I wanted to get clarification as to why it was necessary for me to do what you wanted me to do on my birthday. And I won't forget it because now I use it. 
Uh, I remembered then. I didn't understand it then. But, but she said some words that still penetrate my soul today. She said, because I, you know my mama, don't you? And now I learn power in that word because now my kids understand that same phrase. And when I tell you to do something, you do it because I. Well, guess what? Before a parent ever articulated those words, God wrote on tables of stone, honor your mother and your father. Not because it feels good all the time. He says you do it because I. I'm in this place right here. So why do we, we honor them? Why do we give weight to them? Why do we value those whom God has assigned in our lives to care for us, to love us unconditionally, to pour themselves into us? Why, why do we love them? Why initially do we do this? It's because it's an expression to our obedience to God. First John 5 and 3 says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandment and his commandments are not burdensome. We, our, our obedience to God's command is how we show our love for him and in showing our love for him, we're commanded to show our love for them. You're getting quiet now. Hmm. Maybe it's because you wish you could have picked them out. Well, guess what? They didn't have a choice of picking you out. Oh, oh, you, you say that, 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 that they were supposed to be perfect. Uh, but you're not perfect. So honoring your parents uh, that God has assigned to you is not only an expression of, of obedience. Honoring your parents is a personal expression of gratitude. Let me see if I can unpack this for a moment. Because Seth, when God, uh, and, I, and we're going to extend this, but let's start first with the biological parents. When, when, when God chose to create you, when God chose to create you, he chose two individuals in which to create you from. So therefore, if God, uh, you wouldn't be you if God wouldn't have chosen those two to create you. Uh, I got kids in the front, so y'all got to get this. Uh, uh, God chose to create you using two separate individuals and whom he, he took DNA from to uniquely create you. And how you reflect and respond to God's choice of who he chose to create you is a reflection of your gratitude toward him. Mm. Uh, look, at, look at Psalm 139, uh, verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes, God, God's eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet they were, there was none of them. In other words, God knew you before you knew you. God chose to knit you together the way he chose to knit you together. And when we express honor, even for our biological parents, our parents who love us um, unconditionally, those who care for us, what we're saying, is God, we're appreciative for what you have done. 
no, 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 I, 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 let me, let, let me, let me go ahead and, and try to press this claim because I, I, I Kathy, I, I was struggling here in the text. I, I got to be honest, with you, I, I was, I, I was struggling because, you know, I, I, I couldn't preach this text and, and, and not think back, Dr. Al, to how I was brought up. I, I, I couldn't think about it, uh, how, how, George, how, how I'm supposed to honor my parents. And then I went into the closet, and, and I, I just had to dress like this because my mom was watching. And Lee, when I grew up, I, I, I remember that every Sunday I had to dress like this. I have to model what I've been taught because it's hard for me to preach and not try to live out what I preach. And like I said, my mom was watching. <laughs> and growing up, there was, it was a non-negotiable. One, you were going to church. That was non-negotiable in, in the house I grew up in. And there was such a thing called church clothes. See, she, she watching on the chat right now. She just said amen. You don't know it, but she. she. And so in honoring her and giving weight to her, uh, I, I'm thinking about how can I demonstrate appreciation for what she's done. Uh, you, you, you honor your parents as an expression of, of gratitude. And so I want to honor her. But I told you that this is... This, 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 it, it, well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me not jump there just yet because in honoring your parents, uh, as Paul says, the outcome is always blessings. How, how do you honor them? You, you honor your parents by loving them. You honor your parents by showing deference and reverence for them. And honoring your parents comes with a blessed outcome. I, I'm, I'm in uh, my father's favorite verse right now, uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Is my, my dad's favorite verse. Uh, maybe you heard it before. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Uh, he, uh, my, my, my dad uh, said this to me regularly, particularly when, Sam, he wanted me to do what he wanted me. To. You got a dad like that? Because he, because he said so. He, 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 he used to always uh, articulate this, but, but here, here was a struggle for me. And, and I'm about to be transparent with you because, uh, you know, we said transparency is good for the soul, but it's bad for the reputation. You see, uh, uh, my, my father is Islamic. My mother is Christian. And, and that was a struggle to how do you honor one when, when sometimes they don't seem honorable. Because of, of, of such uh, uh, opposites of faith, uh, my, my parents went in opposite directions. And so now, by God's grace, I'm raised by a Christian mother. But I have an a, a Islamic father who doesn't want to do, have anything to do with me. How do I honor? Can, can, can I be honest in there? 
I mean, those of you who are blessed with, with Christian mothers and fathers, you ought to hug them right now. Thank God for them right now that somebody will love you and care for you uh, the way they've loved you and cared for you. But hear me well, God's word doesn't change if it's not the ideal circumstance in your life. H- how do you honor them? Hmm. When honoring them doesn't seem like it's backed up with substantiation that they will be honorable. You got to go back and remember where this thing started. It did not start with them choosing you. It started with God choosing you, and he chose them to make you. And because it was God's choice, you honored them because God said so. Can, 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 can I talk to you in here? We honor them unconditionally, uh, without exception. Let me tell you why, because some of you right now, you're thinking, oh, yeah, this is for my kid. No, no, this is for you. Why? Because the way we honor our parents is a model for our children to know how to honor us. It's a model for the next generation to know how to honor them. And if we don't do it well, saints of God, if we don't do it in the home, if we don't do it in the context of the church, then kids and the next generation will have no respect for authority, governing authority, authority in the church, authority in the school, authority in the community. They would have no respect. Why? Because they didn't learn it in the home. It's tight, but it's right. Because God didn't call us to judge our parents. Mm. He didn't call us to try to determine what, what, but you don't hear me, Pastor. You don't know what my parents have done for me. You you don't know the struggle I have. Listen, I understand the struggle is real, but when God is your sovereign God, you do what God says, not what you feel. So... So, so how do we do it? How, how, how do we honor our parents? First of all, you, you appreciate them. Appreciate the person whom God has put in your life to take care of you. No, no, really, uh, appreciate that, that they, they put up with you, that they invest in you. Uh, you. You're not with me just yet here, but I remind mine all the time. You know, um, Morgan Stanley put out, put out a, a new survey that said it costs over 265000 just to raise one kid. I look at mine and say, you know, we don't have that. <laughs> so you better appreciate what we do have. He, hear me well, that, that, that even God is the God who provides. So when things don't work out the way you think it ought to work out, God provides you Christian mothers and fathers who will come into your life and if you are adopted, you have the blessed privilege of knowing that here it is, they chose you. The other kids in the house, they didn't get a choice. <laughs> I just want you to hear me here. That they, they chose you. They chose to love you. The others, they just was told that that's yours. And yet you have this love. Appreciate them today. Because there are time may come where They won't be physically with you to appreciate them. Appreciate your parents. Not only do you appreciate them, uh, but you heard me say it, uh, obey your parents. Um, I'm mindful of a story I read of, of two Two runners, um, athlete uh, Abel uh, Mateo is a Kenyan, was a Kenyan long-distance runner, and he was running in a race, and he was, he was ahead of a Spanish athlete by name of Ivan Fernandez. I want you, I want you to see them here. Uh, they were running in a long-distance race. They're running in a long-distance race, and, and, and Mateo uh, misread the cues on the track. 
to the degree that when he misread them, he thought he had made it to the finish line. Now, before this point in the race, Mateo, the Kenyan, was further ahead. He had, there was a great distance between him and the Spanish runner, Fernandez. But because he misread the cues on the track, he stopped running because he thought he had reached the finish line. Fernandez runs behind him, and he sees that he hadn't, he hadn't reached the finish line. So instead of passing him up, he gets behind him and points for him to understand that you hadn't gotten to the finish line yet. When he gets to the finish line, the journalists are swarming the scene because they can't understand why wouldn't Fernandez just pass him up for the win? Why didn't Fernandez just run past him so that he could represent his country? And so they began to ask the question, why, why would you do this? He said, well, he was going to win. They said, why would you let him win? He said, I didn't let him win. He was winning. Why didn't you, why didn't you take advantage of his mistake? Fernandez says, what good, what honor would that be? What would that medal mean? Because he was winning. Hold on. The journalist says, yeah, but, but, but you could have won. He said, no, I'd have lost. Because what would my mother think? I'm trying to help you all understand something here. That when you honor your parents, it's more than just uh, I'm in the house. But even as an adult, when you honor what you've been taught, when you honor the love that they've given you, you begin to give it out to others. Why? Because it's all about honoring them. You honor them by obeying them. You honor them by, by praying for them. If you are, have, have aging parents, you pray for your parents. You, you pray for your parents. You, know, you pray even if you don't always understand your parents because one day you may be a parent and then you'll understand your parents. Did you hear me? All right, just to make sure you heard me, right? All right, all right. Uh, you pray for your parents. James 5 says, therefore, confess your sins one to another, praying for one another that you may be healed. The prayers of the righteous, the, I like the way King James says, the effectual prayer of the righteous availeth much. Listen, pray for those who care for you. Pray for those who God has placed over you. Pray for them. Pray that God would bless them. Because guess what? When God blessed them, that blessing flows down to you. Pray for your parents. And, and here, here's just real talk. You want to honor them? Learn how to forgive them. See, I'm a practitioner. I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not here just, just telling you this. I'm telling you God has called us. Because when you consider uh, how good God has been to you, when you consider how God looks over your faults and, and he sees your needs, when you consider how much grace God has bestowed upon you, when you consider that Christ says, I will forgive you of all your sins, then who are we to hold anything against anyone, especially those who's cared for us? Some of y'all right now, you've been holding on to, to some things that a family member may have, have done in their sinfulness. That has really blocked you from experiencing the blessing God has for you. Today may be the day where God is calling you to forgive them. It will be healing for you if you forgive them. So forgive your parents. Um, and then finally, if God gives you the opportunity, how do you honor them? You care for them. You care for your parents.
You, when, when you see God gives you the opportunity, you do good for those who God has placed in your life to do good for you. You, you don't forget about them. You don't ignore them. And Trey, I know you're in college right now, but you called them. You, I'm working through this thing. I'm working through this thing. You communicate with your parents. You, 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 you trust their advice. You, you, you lean in, and when God gives the opportunity, you care for them. Why? Because First uh, Timothy 5, 8 says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. When God has given you the opportunity to care for those who once cared for you, then you take that opportunity as a response of gratitude to God and you care for them. Isn't that what our Savior did when he's on the cross? When he is carrying the load of our sinfulness to Calvary's cross and he looks out at the foot of the cross and he sees his mother there and, 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 and while he's dying, while he's giving his life, Shannon, he pauses from the pain, looks at his mother and expresses care for her by saying, woman, to his beloved disciple, woman, Behold your son, son, behold your mother. And from that very moment, his mother continued to be cared for. Listen, we have a God, uh, our heavenly father, who comes to let us know how much he cares for us. Cares for us so much that he sees us and he provides for us and he calls us into greater relationship with him. Because you can't get here unless you first get it right here. I'm going to say it again. You can't get it right here unless you first get it right here. I'm going to say it one more time. You cannot do what the commandments of God are calling you to do if you are outside a relationship with him. And if you're able to, just, just stand all over the building because I, I have a challenge for you today as we, we, we continue to see the guardrails that God has given us as we grow in greater relationship with him. And that is, will you come to a point where you will trust and obey him? See, some of you right now, you're, you're dealing with aging parents and, and, and perhaps God wants to remind you to be patient with them to care for them as they once cared for you. There are others, you may be here and, and there are some hurts that you've been nursing and you've been carrying. God wants to relieve you of those. So you can open your eyes and see that in spite of what you may have lost or feel that you've lost, God has always provided. May we go in appreciation for the blessings that he has provided. So would you bow your heads all over the building? I just, just want to challenge you now to come to God. Get closer to Jesus. But when you honor him, you honor his word. You honor his word is seen in your relationships with each other. I don't know what you're going through right now, but if you, I would love to pray with you. And if you're 
you want to pray right now, you want to release that burden right now, you want to come closer to Christ right now, I invite you to, to just uh, tell your neighbor, excuse me, let's come down, let's, let's put it before God. Let, let's, let's bring our cares to him and trust him to heal whatever's hurting. Trust him to deliver. He's a father to the fatherless. He's, he'll be there for you. Come on, let's bring it to him. So, Father, we bow in your presence in the name of Jesus as we come before you. And we thank you that we can come before you. And even as your word challenges us to, to remember the gifts you've given us in relationships, one, our relationship with you and our relationship with each other, I ask, Father, that you would use us and grow us that we might truly reflect your word. That Christ would, would, would come into our hearts and that your spirit would be lived out through our lives. That we might know you. Because we want to know you. That when we leave here and we go on our mission field, that we might know more of you, be used by you. That you might be glorified through us. That we, your church, might model what you've called the family to be. And ultimately, lead others to you is our prayer. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus in person on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.